there was nothing that I could look at on social media or just in the world and think, oh my God, I want to, you know, I feel more confident in myself now. So in this day and age, there's so much more people, like you said, on social media pushing, you know, love yourself, this is my disability, I'm proud of me and, you know, showing mobility aid. Hello and welcome to the Disability Download, brought to you by pan-disability charity Leonard Cheshire. I'm Erin O'Reilly and on this podcast we respond to current topics, share stories and open up conversations about disability. Hi everyone and welcome back. So, in more recent years we've started seeing the fashion and beauty industry paying a little more attention to diversity and inclusion, although I think we can all agree there's still a long way to go. But, you know, in positive things we've seen more adaptive clothing options, braille makeup packaging and more disabled models in ad campaigns. But what about behind the scenes? On this episode, I have a really great chat with disabled model and entrepreneur Caprice Kwai. And we talk all about her experiences within the industry. And she also shares her advice for anyone out there who might be looking to start up their own business. So let's go over to Caprice. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Caprice. We're really excited to have you here. I want to talk a little bit, obviously, about your journey in terms of your your modelling careers. So you've been with Zebedee Talent for how long now? Um, since 2019. 2019. And they're, yeah. so they're an inclusive talent agency. Agency, yeah. Yeah, so how did that kind of come about? What was your journey in terms of how you came to work with them? Yeah, well, firstly, thank you for having me on. And with Zebedee, so I actually found them on Instagram, but I'll do a little bit of a backstory. I was at fashion college and I was experiencing discrimination because of my disability. So I made the decision to leave. And during that period of me not attending, I actually came across Zebedee on Instagram just by chance. I think someone tagged them in a post as their agent. I was like, oh, who's this agency, you know? Um, And they were describing what they do, you know, they're for disabled people, trying to, you know, get representation out there in the fashion industry. So I asked my mom and I was like, oh God, should I apply? She said, go for it. So I did. And yeah, the rest is kind of history. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Sorry to hear obviously that you'd experienced discrimination at your college. I mean, if you're comfortable talking about that, how did they kind of, obviously you ended up leaving. So I'm guessing they didn't really deal with it in a good way at all. I'm actually going through the same thing now at university. (laughs) Yeah, so I've put in about five formal complaints. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been crazy, but it's the same same thing that I'm going through. So they've failed to put reasonable adjustments in place for me as a disabled person, completely disregarding the Equality Act. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just been crazy. Yeah, and you'd think like, you know, 2022, you shouldn't have to exactly. be having it, especially at a university as well. It's kind of like... Exactly, it's crazy. It's so crazy, honestly. Yeah, really yeah. sorry to hear that. So they're going to miss out on you know really good students and talent as well like you're obviously now mm-hmm. at a, a modeling agency and yeah yeah I know but, yeah it's uh, just crazy and it's just so unfortunate because oh, it's just unfortunate because I, I can only imagine how much other disabled people have gone through this at college at university and yeah, yeah I think I read an article like it might have been last year but it was about kind of the number of disabled students that were kind of dropping out of university because of situations like this and exactly it feels yeah. like you know people are coming up against this and in an environment yeah. that should be inclusive by nature as well yeah there's policies that have now been put in place because of my complaints which right. is great um and I just hope it helps more disabled people that attend the university but it's just yeah it's 2022 it's just it's unacceptable you shouldn't have to be really having to do that should you yeah, exactly yeah. but 
kind of going back to you know the, the modeling so how's your experience been like you know working with Zebedee and working within the fashion industry how's it been it's actually been really positive when I first started my confidence was non-existent and now that I've got more jobs I've met more people it's been great one thing that I always mention is the accessibility in regards to you know accessible studios not having access to a lift so things like that have been a big problem within my experience of being in the industry and yeah I'd love to see more disabled people on set in jobs being involved and not just being like the token disabled model yeah so you find in like when you go on shoots like is it like disabled photographers or disabled makeup artists do you, do you find like it's a, across a sector in that way or is it more like there is now a focus obviously on models people in front of the camera yeah. but about the creators behind the scenes behind the camera exactly I couldn't agree with you more but no I don't think I've ever worked with a disabled makeup artist I mean obviously disabilities are invisible as well actually no going back actually, I've done the job last month I think it was like the 5th of March it was a wedding show um, and there were people behind the scenes that were helping me get dressed backstage and one lady oh God, I completely forgot her name now but she had she has EDS oh. um, so that was the first time actually that I've worked with someone yeah that's actually revealed they have you know this disability so that was actually really amazing yeah. apart from that it's very rare yeah and do you think that is because maybe people might initially you know look at the industry and historically obviously it's not diverse in a whole range of different ways do you think people Mm -hmm. might have been discouraged you know other disabled people might be discouraged from kind of getting into that industry because they might feel like it isn't inclusive enough and there might be kind of that discrimination going on there oh absolutely yeah I completely agree with everything you just said I don't know what to add you said it perfectly (laughs) yeah I completely agree you work with other like disabled models as well so you know I don't know how long do you know how long Zebedee's been been up and running for um I think about since 2017 or 2018 yeah so still kind of fairly in a way but I mean I've been you know on social media I think you are seeing more and more people being associated with them as well so they're definitely really growing there yeah they definitely are but when you've kind of spoken to other, you know, models and stuff, do you feel like people have had similar experiences and that they also have the accessibility experiences that you've talked about as well? Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, some models won't even be able to access the studio because it's not wheelchair friendly. There's been an instance where a shoot had to be moved downstairs because there was no lift access. And luckily I can take stairs, but it's very difficult for me. And obviously I'd rather have a lift. I need a lift. So, yeah, there's been instances like that, which is devastating to see because, yeah. you know. Especially when they know that they've got a disabled model coming on set. Exactly, yeah. I'm very, yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very confused every time that happens. Like, how does this add up? You know, you yeah. book a disabled model, but you can't, you know, do the basic access needs that the person requires. It's yeah. ridiculous. I think it also just highlights, like, how many buildings are still inaccessible as well. Yeah. Um, like I was trying to book like a Christmas meal for colleagues recently and trying to find a pub in London that had wheelchair access but also an accessible toilet it was like oh my god it's so hard man just thought, <laughs> I can imagine can god no it's so true still such a problem but we are starting to see you know more and more brands taking mm. diversity and inclusion seriously and diversifying quite a lot although obviously not as much as we should be and I think yeah. Maybe some brands, it doesn't feel totally authentic. Do you feel like it has improved kind of even in the time that you've been in the industry? Do you think you've seen an improvement in that? Um, I have massively in terms of Zebedee. Every day I'm seeing, you know, a disabled model on this advert, on this, on in this campaign. So in terms of that, definitely. But what you mentioned earlier, I'd love to touch on just having the representation in front of the camera, but also behind. 
even you know adaptive fashion I would love to see more designers thinking with accessibility in mind so I feel like the industry as a whole has a lot to improve on not just you know having a disabled model in front of the camera and you know showing all we're inclusive Mm. when really you're not behind the scenes or your clothes aren't adaptive you know yeah definitely or even down to like the websites just being exactly yeah or like their adverts their social media adverts like being Mm -hmm. fully accessible I think yeah you're right it's fine to have a model but if your Mm. brand's not completely inclusive I mean do you is there anyone that you feel like does do it well or any good examples that you've seen I know obviously there are disabled people kind of doing that with their own brands but yeah kind of like you know high street brands is, is there anyone that stands out to you as kind of doing it well or I actually done a um, report for university on this and you've got like Tommy Hilfiger which is quite it's not really affordable for you know high street you know yeah. <laughs> for every, an everyday person you've got Nike that was there what are, what are the trainers called Nike Flyees trainers I think they're the first adaptive trainers right again have you heard of those trainers no I haven't actually (laughs) (laughs) yeah yes I think they're the yeah the first adaptive trainers who else I mean I'm not sure if any high street brands are doing it I've seen a lot of small businesses on Instagram you know but there's not many that you can mention just off the top of your head which is really frustrating yeah and that definitely needs to change so yeah. yeah Um, is there anything else you kind of like to re- really see change as well in the immediate future in terms of stuff like that? It's just everything I've just mentioned. Really. Yes. Um, I know, especially with me, I would love to expand my own business into doing more accessories that are adaptive. So, you know, that caters to the needs of various types of different disabilities and conditions. And I think that's mainly what I'd love to see in the fashion industry. You know, accessibility, clothing, adaptive fashion, that is fashionable as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> we deserve to you know have fashionable clothes and yeah you know, so yeah definitely. And, and affordable like you say because you know yeah, it's not a secret that disability can come with you know additional expenses and it's not mm-hmm. fair then that you know things like clothing are also not in line with like high street prices it should be you know exactly. equal in that sense as well it shouldn't have to be yeah. that you have to go out of your way and pay like you know hundreds of pounds for something that they probably could quite easily do on on it's so true yeah Yeah. um obviously you just mentioned your own business and brand so you started designing your own jewelry haven't you yeah Um, yeah how's that all going what kind of led you to do that was that kind of just through your interest in in fashion and that kind of thing yeah definitely my interest in fashion but just having my disability and the ongoing changes of my leg I couldn't really wear the clothes that I wanted to wear. So earrings and accessories, me express myself, if that makes sense, and feel yeah. more confident in myself. So yeah, and there was an instance as well. I saw a really nice pair of earrings that I wanted, but they were like 20 pounds. Yeah. And they were just like, I was like, I could do it myself. <laughs> I could just do this myself. So that's where it kind of like the idea came from as well, as well as obviously my story with, you know, my disability and fashion accessories. So yeah, that's how it kind of started. Yeah, it's like I hope that made sense. I feel yeah, like a no. mouthful. <laughs> no, it does in terms of the affordability. It's just like mm. you know, there's so much in the news right now about the cost of living and just you know everything's going up, isn't it? And it's just like yeah, things are so obviously you know making things yourself. Like prices are marked up just like so much yeah, compared to what it actually would have maybe cost to to make it. So um, yeah. Yeah, how's it been going in terms of like growing that kind of brand for you? And I'm guessing kind of Instagram's been one of the the main places that the you've main, been doing that. Yeah. 
Um, so right now with what I'm going through with my university, it's taken me away from it quite a lot. So I feel like I haven't really had the opportunity to push it as much as I wanted to. Yeah. So I launched in September. I think I launched like a, a few days after starting university. So it's been a lot yeah. like juggling the two. But yeah, I've, I've been wanting to push it more, but I just haven't had the time to do it. So I'm hoping once my university situation is settled down, I can push it more. Yeah. I can expand what I've done already because I've been really wanting to do that. And yeah. Yeah. And how do you feel in terms of obviously visibility for like disabled entrepreneurs as well? Obviously, we've talked about, you know, behind the scenes creators. Do you think there's like good visibility for, you know, st- small business owners? You actually mm-hmm. wrote that great blog for Leonard Cheshire actually highlighting yeah. some, some great business owners. But I imagine there's loads out there. And obviously, I know yeah. that Instagram's a platform where everyone's trying to get a piece of the pie, isn't it? But yeah. Do you feel like that visibility could be improved as well so that people are actually, you know, putting their support behind that a bit more too? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Like you said, I've written a blog for you guys. So that was just, thank you so much for the opportunity, really, that you've really given me a platform to share my business, but other people's businesses as well. So I feel like we need more people like you guys, you know, that have these platforms that promote these businesses. But in terms of the visibility, I don't know, really, because that, that's a really hard question, because I feel like disabled entrepreneurs can push themselves even more and be proud of their disabilities. Like, this is my business, but I've also got this disability. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind <laughs> of like sense. talking about it in line with the business and like yeah, yeah, a whole part of a core part of what the kind of business vision is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Because I know a lot of the people that I included in that blog, they how can I describe it? Exactly what you just said. It's like the core of their business that makes sense so one lady in particular she sells like candles and soaps and she sells oils as well I can't remember what her disability is but it's basically to help I think the pain so I think the oils are to help her pain so it's like I said the core of the business so it'll be great to see more businesses kind of talk about that as well and why they've started it in in regards to their disability yeah like that that sounds really good as well and kind of coming back to like the the modeling and the business side of things like mm-hmm. what would you what advice would you give to to someone that maybe wanted to think about getting into modeling or to starting up their own brand or you know their own business what what kind of would be your top tips on that so with modeling my advice would be definitely do your research find an agency in your niche with me obviously I've got a disability so Zebedee when I came across them it was perfect for me because they have you know my best interest behind the scenes and in front and put yourself out there and go for it definitely just go for it and business put your ideas together experiment and again just go for it and if it doesn't work out try and try again keep going I've had things with my business that didn't go right and I just kept going until I was ready to launch it and put it out there I mean it's still going I don't know where it's gonna go (laughs) So, yeah, like I said, just keep going and definitely put yourself out there. Yeah. Um, and then, did you say social media? Yeah, I guess as well, part of that is growing your social media presence and, you know, targeting the right people. I think people think they need loads of followers, don't they? But actually, mm-hmm. I think these days it's all about like the quality of your followers. Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And I think always lead with passion as well. If you're passionate about something, the rest will follow. And I always say this, but become the change you want to see in this world so like I said always just be passionate and you know try and create change if that's what you want to do 
And do you feel like there are, you know, in recent years, I think with social media, like it's such a great platform for like breaking down stigmas and challenging misconceptions. And mm-hmm. you know, there's so many amazing like disabled content creators out there. Do oh, you feel definitely. like that's changed so much kind of in the last few years? And did that kind of inspire you, I guess, on, on social media as well, to, knowing that there's a whole community of people doing it? Oh, God, yeah, definitely. The disabled community on Instagram is just amazing, honestly. And that definitely did inspire me to do it as well. I remember when I first became disabled at 10, there wasn't, was Instagram around? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm 10, so I'm not going to be on Instagram. <laughs> but yeah, there was nothing that I could look at on social media or just in the world and think, oh my God, I want to, you know, I feel more confident in myself now. So in this day and age, there's so much more people, like you said, on social media pushing, you know, love yourself, this is my disability, I'm proud of me and, you know, show mobility aid. So it's definitely, yeah. yeah. So I imagine at 10, like obviously back then, like there wouldn't have been like probably any disability representation looking in a magazine, like, you know, nothing that can be really like isolating if you're yeah. looking at pictures and you're not like feeling like you're relating to anyone. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I mean, hopefully that's obviously changing like with the work that you're doing and the fact that Zebedee are kind of working with some really great brands. But yeah, yeah, do you feel like that kind of, you know, positivity movement has really ramped up a lot recently as well on on social and kind of, I'd say like there's lots more articles now, isn't there, about like disability and like Mm -hmm. disability being sexy and like, yeah, yeah. there's such great Mm -hmm. content out there to challenge people's kind of stigmas. Do you think that's kind of been a positive thing as well? Oh my God, that's been, yeah, amazing. The positivity in regards to disability, acceptance. I mean, it's not for everyone. And I completely get that, you know, some people aren't disability positive, they, you know, which is completely understandable. I just think everyone has their own journey with their disability, you know, feeling sexy, feeling positive. So I think the whole positivity movement is is great. And like I said, it's not it's not for everyone. Yeah. It's just completely understandable. Yeah, like you say, it's it can take time, can't it? And obviously everyone's mm-hmm. experiences are different and experiences mm-hmm. online as well. Like obviously online can also be a pretty frustrating and scary place as well with, you know, yeah. online kind of disability hate crime and, and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. How do you kind of, I mean, what tips would you give as well for kind of removing yourself from kind of, hopefully you don't experience any negativity on platform, but if, mm-hmm. if you do kind of, what would advice would you give to someone? if Because, you know, I think maybe that could also be like, something that maybe prevents someone from starting up a platform because yeah absolutely yeah yeah would you give any advice on kind of how to deal with that and and navigate around that well thankfully I haven't actually received much hate on social media I did get a comment on TikTok someone commented why are you using crutches you're not disabled (laughs) so I was like oh my first first hate comment I don't know if that's a hate comment I don't know and they know you so well so obviously they can yeah I know what you should be doing (laughs) exactly (laughs) But yeah, like I said, thankfully I haven't received much hate. So I just feel like in this instance, it's easier said than done. You know, I could say, you know, ignore it or, you know. So I don't know what advice I would give really. It's just hard because, you know, people are horrible on social media. You know, when you're behind the screen, you can say anything and do anything. So I just feel like that comes down to individual experience. There's only so much like you can say as well because you know yeah. words do hurt at the end of the day. Exactly. Even and you know it's it as much as you can say ignore it. Sometimes that you know if you're it's having a day and you see something like that, yeah. it can affect you, can't it? You know, we're really hoping that they're gonna 
bring in better laws and better regulations yeah mm-hmm. that's what needs to change rather than the individual having to like rise above it there needs to exactly be. exactly yeah. I completely agree with you yeah. agree with and you mentioned TikTok just then I guess that's I think this is the thing as well isn't it being online that there's always like new things to be keeping up with and new yeah kind of be, be getting on with if you mm-hmm. is that a platform you're kind of finding you're you're using more and it's kind of useful in terms of like I can't say I use it that much um <laughs> yeah knowing my age but is that would you say it's a good platform in terms of promoting like your jewelry and stuff are you finding that's a good place to kind of get that out there yeah it definitely is so I have two TikToks a personal one for like the modeling and then one for Biker Peace Choir, which is the jewellery. And yeah, it's been a really good platform to just put together my little videos of the business. And yeah, it does okay. It does better than my personal one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really use my personal one. But yeah, like I said, obviously what I'm going through now, I haven't really been creating content. So yeah. hopefully soon I can pick that back up. And I know with those platforms, it's about being consistent as well. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully once I sort of this situation I can get back to that yeah because that's the thing isn't it like doing you know getting things out there and getting your content there is it's time consuming because you yeah create content edit it get it mm-hmm. live and like I guess come up with different ways of like promoting yeah. things as well so exactly that was that's hard in itself as well yeah. especially <laughs> like, if you're just one person doing it as well yeah exactly oh. yeah so it's like oh god what am I going to do next you know I thought of this idea oh god yeah no, I completely agree. I completely yeah, it's kind of always agree. having to just be on on with the trends, isn't it? And, and figuring yeah. out what people are engaging with. Yeah, um, exactly. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I know you're you know you're dealing with with the university stuff at the moment, and hopefully that gets resolved for you um, really you. quickly. But what's kind of you know next for anyone listening that kind of wants to follow your journey? What are kind of your in the next couple of years? What what are the things that you're kind of looking to do and looking forward to? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> This question okay well I know I've been talking about my business my business but I definitely would love my business to become a household name and hopefully I can expand my accessories make them inclusive adaptive and just continue with my modeling journey and raising awareness for that I've got quite a few good campaigns coming out in the next few months so hopefully that continues yeah continuing with the modeling journey becoming the change that I want to see in this world and yeah just really driving that home really amazing well what i'll do is on our show notes on our simple cast site i'll pop all the links to your your socials and also to your jewelry so whoever's listening thank you thank you so much it's been really great chatting to you oh thank you so much for having me it's been really lovely talking to you too it was just so lovely catching up with caprice and hearing her thoughts on you know what still needs to change within the fashion industry the kinds of experiences she's been having and i felt like she gave some really great advice for future content creators as well you can check out caprice on instagram at caprice kwai and if you want to take a look at her jewellery business, you can head over to at by Caprice Kwai. But I'll put those links and the links to her website and also the blog that she wrote for Lena Cheshire. I'll put all of those links in the show notes on our Simplecast site as well. As always, we would love to know what you think. So please do email us at disabilitydownload at lenacheshire.org or you can get in touch with us on Twitter or Instagram at Lena Cheshire. And if you've got a guest in mind for the episode or, you know, you want to come on yourself, please do not hesitate to get in touch. And please do remember to like, share and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe. Until next time, I'm Erin and this has been The Disability Download.